0: Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of AJ Orsini and his guests exclusively. Seriously guys, this show is called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Specifically, the same exact mother. We are your hosts of RCD's uncensored mind. We back, baby. We back. This. Look at the consistency, folks. Look. Oh at my goodness. 2022, starting off with a bang. They don't miss. Yeah, they don't miss. The old Carmelo Hayes, baby. Mm. Now, shoot, I don't miss. I love that, bro. the mic? The sounding better? I fixed it. I don't know what happened. I think oh. there was like an update or something, but yes. like halfway through the last episode, it just died. It literally just stopped working. No, no lights turned off. Nothing. It literally just stopped working. It, just it said, said, "Nah, fuck, fuck this. It. I'm done." Yeah, I mean, is your mic unionized or no? Not really. It's kind of Whoa, independent. We, of no, the... no, no. We don't speak of that here. You get fired <laughs> for talking about <laughs> unions around here. Oh boy, that will come up later, folks. That's called uh, foreshadowing. But we're we have a lot to we had a lot to get to last week. I find like we find ourselves busier and busier here in 2022. A lot, mm, trying a lot to. of, yeah, trying to keep the, uh, the old creative machine going. First things first, floor update 2022. Oh shit. I'm going to go ahead and just, cause, cause people are asking about it. So I'll go ahead. Uh, actually it was, I think the, what was it yesterday? Pombo, I guess messaged me. I guess he heard the show and he messaged me. He goes, you need to take a picture of you and your son laying in the hole. Like you guys fell or something and then send it to management and see if that pushes this whole thing a little further along he ain't wrong though he ain't wrong but we're trying to uh figure this out all uh, as rational adults here so this monday is a holiday so i'll have to wait till tuesday this monday of course is the birth of martin luther king jr mm. big holiday big holiday he was a big influence i don't know if you heard the man he's kind of a big deal Mm. Uh, he's, he's done a, some stuff. He's done some stuff. Yeah, he's been some, He's beat. He's beaten some names. You know? you know, they say, ah, who's he beat? Oh, Martin Luther King Jr. He's he's beaten some names. Mm. Nate Brand. He was a top heavyweight back, uh, black advocate back in the day. So I don't know if you guys have heard. You guys can Google that one. But Martin Luther King's birthday is officially on Monday. So I'll have to wait till at least Tuesday. On Tuesday there shall be a meeting of sorts. To determine the fate of my floor here in the house of O's living room, it's become one with us now. Uh, it's a consistent construction site. So everyone, we've got the we've we finally moved the couch over, but the couch is in front of it. So all we really did was shorten my living room. It's the hole in which we do not speak of. Uh, it's just there. But we'll have a, a much more clearer idea of where we're headed with this very, very soon. So not much of an update, but oh, darling. When we get when we get to the next episode, I'm gonna have choice. Did they orders. give you any options yet, or did you just say? Oh uh, well, possible? the the only uh, I think right now where we're where we're where the holding. No, I'm really interested is... to see how spot on I was. <laughs> the the holding pattern right now, I think, is because they're. They're price shopping based on what needs to be done. So <clears> I told them, I've, you know, Tuesday I got to know something. So they said, okay, yeah, Tuesday we'll call us in or whatever. We'll have it all figured out. So we will see. We'll see. If it's anything close to what you pitched, um, we're in trouble because I don't – this is a pretty sizable space, this whole. So if they have to redo all this, um, this is going to be a homework assignment. Cause my whole apartment is is wooded up like this, so mm-hmm. unless they're planning on doing just this one room, and I got a ton of shit in this one room, so I mean, unless they're planning on doing it in fucking sections, we're we're looking at a seasonal job here. Yeah, no, they would move everything to yeah. one side and then move everything back over. Yeah, it's this. This seems like a task. <laughs> oh, it would be. So, I'm worried about that. So, I'm hoping at the very least we can just worry about this section. If they can't do just the one section, then we're, we've got a bigger problem than that because I'm going to need to be home for that. And that has to be planned out. So, uh, if they've got to do a whole thing, then it's going to have to probably wait till February because I got a week in February where they can just go nuts and go ham and, and do what they got to do. So we'll see. Not much of an update, but i just let you guys know that there's going to be a huge meeting about this on Tuesday, so I'll have much more information on that date. You have any updates on what's going on with you? The life of Deceived Dave. What's going on over there? Uh, nothing really, man. Just fighting sleep. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're trying to Trying to work hard and uh, trying to get some sleep, dude. That's all I'm doing <laughs> it's, over here. It's, it sounds like a, one of those NBA uh, interviews. He's like, uh, oh, "Could you explain?" What, oh, well, you know, you know, we're working hard. We just got to put a, four, a few more uh, buckets up, put up a few more points mm-hmm. up, and uh, grab a couple more rebounds. Yeah, you know, know what I'm we saw them get a little aggressive after the second half. We made the proper adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
1: like we a great second
0: it. half. Yeah, Letterkenny did something like that. They did it for for hockey. And they just kept saying, you know, we just got to put a few more pucks in the net, you know, play a little better defense out there in the perimeter, you know, control the blue line. (laughs) He was was just just saying jargon. He's like you know, uh, you know, keep the penalty minutes down, and uh, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all you gotta give him. And then they would ask him another question. He was like, "Well, you know, he, you know, he, he's got a great glove side, you know. So we just gotta put some more pucks in the net, you know, play a little stronger defense, control the blue line a little bit, keep the penalty minutes down." <laughs> oh God, oh, that's how sound strategy to be. Yes, move. I, you can't disprove it, and I think that's the most important part of the whole process. Oh Jesus, yeah. So we. You know, here at CD's Uncensored Mind, I want to take the time right here off the bat because I haven't done it recently, and I probably should because it would behoove me uh, to do so, but I just want to remind everybody out there because I got hit up that Pro Wrestling Tees uh, has been doing uh, or recently did a sale for the products that were on their website, and normally I share those things out, but I didn't do it. Um, this past week or so. I, I, just, I didn't even fucking bother with it. So people were like. Hey can I still use the promo code. Yeah you can still use the promo code. For Pro Wrestling Tees. I s- stated about a week or so ago. I didn't delete the Pro Wrestling Tees page. You guys can still use it if you want. Uh, I don't see why you would. Because as stated before. If you go to www.ajoum.com, You have access to all that stuff. And more. The same logos. The same look. The same designs. All on that page, just as affordable, and on a whole slew of other products besides T-shirts. You can upgrade to the hoodie. You can get yourself a Deceived Dave hoodie. I don't know if you guys knew that. Did you know that? You can do that. did not possi- know that. Yeah, it's a possibility. You can get a Deceived Dave beach towel. You can be Ooh. on the beach with style <laughs> <laughs> by heading over to com. I also created that link tree. Which I've typed it up so many times now, I can tell you off the bat. It's www.linktr.ee backslash AJOUM. That takes you to everything related to Or CDs on Sensor mine. Obviously, Podbean, that's the main website, but if you can't reach Podbean, which has been a bit of a butt cheek lately, so I can understand if you don't, and uh, there are other options in which you can listen to the show. Yeah, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, all the usual suspects. I heard we lost Google Play Music. Not because we specifically lost it, but because Google Play Music no longer fucking plays music. So I guess that takes us out of the goddamn running now, doesn't it? mm But But, uh, yeah. But in that, in that spirit, there are other platforms in which you can catch the show. So just reminding everybody else about the, all that goodness. So if you ain't got no more updates and I ain't got no more updates, we need to get back to something else. We need to get into the nitty gritty of this show here. And you, me, you made a comment last week that I said we would go back to and I completely fucking forgot because we got all wrapped up into some other shit. Mm-hmm. But apparently you were a bit miffed. Mift is putting it lightly, but I'm trying to keep it profesh. Spider Man, mm. you'd brought it up, and yeah. you'd said, "Yeah, about that shit," and you kind of gave like this really negative tease. But did you not enjoy Spider Man: No Way Home? uh because of people yeah well not really let's not say that i didn't enjoy it let let me go on record by saying that this spider-man is probably my fight my favorite spider-man out of all of them that i've seen Mm -hmm. this kid is just so good the the series is good the movie because we watched all three of them back to back to back so he did a great job this this was a really good spider-man but when i got to the new one I, I was just so thrown to his why everyone was so jazzed up. Like, I don't think the third one was any different than the other two. They were really good movies. They were great Spider-Man movies, but I failed to see where the hype was. Like people, oh, I I went and bought another ticket immediately. Greatest movie I've ever seen. Best Marvel. Like, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> Where was the crazy part? I, I need to know where the crazy part was. The crazy part is in the head. Oh. Because it, it the hype came with the throwback characters and for the return of the original Spider-Man. That's it. Why? Tobey Maguire That's... was trash. <laughs> nostalgia. I don't know where this nostalgia for Tobey Maguire is coming from. That He was not a great spider-man like he re- when i saw him walk through and just realize how doofy he looked i just listen my wife loves him for some reason she's like oh he's the best spider-man and i and i felt like that was a, the the feeling across the board for some reason for a lot of people but i just never knew the hype it's maybe funny, that's what it in, was in the moment in the years in which he actually was spider-man he was killed on a daily basis he was not a good Spider Man. He was killed on a goddamn daily basis. This Spider Man is age. far better than the other Spider Man. I agree. I think Tobey Maguire was the best Spider Man there's ever been. But. Wait, it, you you like Tobey Maguire as Spider Man? No, I am I misspoke. I'm talking about Tom Holland. Okay. Tom okay, Holland. okay. Thank, yeah. you, thank you. Thank you. Thank no, you. No, I misspoke on that. I, that's yeah, what yeah. I meant to say. I was say. about to sign off. <laughs> no, I actually don't think Tobey Maguire was a very good one at all. Uh, But he was the first one, and that's all people really need. This is why when, I mean, not to take it back to pro wrestling for just a second, but I mean, in business in general, if you think about it, it's not even like a really wrestling thing, it's an entertainment thing. There is this, I don't want to say sudden, but this overwhelming nostalgia bug that people just have, and that's why people keep leaning on it. You know, everyone says, well, I wish they would stop being so damn nostalgic. Give me something new. You don't want anything new. You want more of the shit, you know. In the moment, when Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man, he was killed on a daily basis. He, was, he looked too old for the part, or he was just too... He wasn't really a shy, awkward genius. He came off as kind of, like you said, doofy, too away. He was kind of... Aw shucks about it, and it just didn't fit. It was a whole deal. Now he hasn't been Spider-Man in a while. We've gotten some new versions of it along the way, and all of a sudden, knows he's one of the best Spider-Man ever. Now nah, he was just the first. You don't have to be that committed to him just because he was your first. Now talking, I was just more I'm talking to all you people who marry your the, people, the women who take your virginity. Relax, there's other vaginas out there. I was more shocked to people not talking about the end credits with uh the the trailer yeah. uh, did I see something different uh, what I saw hinted venom oh yeah 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 well see <laughs> the okay not hinted venom okay so what happened you didn't see the the second venom movie right let there be carnage no i have not i wanted to okay so here's here's okay so i'll update you so the end credit for venom 2 is at the end of this movie eddie and the symbiote disappear because they've caused a lot of mayhem i'm not gonna spoil it out there for those who haven't seen it yet but the end of venom 2 is like a real chaotic end so they disappear and then we get like a little cre- a little bit of credits and then we have a, mi- a mid-credit scene where Venom I- Eddie is sitting on a bed in a hotel room watching the telenovela. And Venom is talking to him about you know they're going back and forth witty banter about the show. And all of a sudden Venom hits him with, you know, us symbiotes have such a vast knowledge of, you know, the universe because we've been around for so goddamn long. And then Eddie was like, sure, sure, sure. He was like, hey, do you want me to show you? He was like, sure, why not? And right when Venom was about to hit him with some serious knowledge, no pun intended, uh, everything started vibrating, everything started shaking, and all of a sudden, he's he's still in the same hotel room, but the vibe is different. Something's off. So he was like, what the hell happened? And Venom was like, that wasn't me. I don't know what the hell happened. And then... The TV, which was playing a telenovela, basically shows the Jonah Jameson clip at the end of Far From Home, and then it shows Tom Holland on the screen, which, to the eruption of the crowd, right? Because now that's the indication to the crowd, holy shit, did Tom Holland and his it. character make it into the MCU, because here it is, Tom Holland's on the screen, right? So that's how Venom ended. So everyone just assumed in this film we're going to get Eddie Brock. But then the whole movie happens and no Venom. And then in the end credit, Tom Hardy is at a bar, which this is the one you saw now. He's at the bar Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the bartender, and they're making jokes about the Avengers and shit. And then he gets teleported back. So now, now we've got our beginning. We have our end. In Mexico, he got transferred over because of the spell that Dr. Strange used. We now know that for sure. Because the minute that he reversed it, Eddie went back. Mm-hmm. And then they give you the little clip real quick of the symbiote now being on that diner. So even though Eddie and Venom went back to wherever the fuck that was that they were heading to. Venom they, is still there. There's a symbiote there, right? So now we can get ourselves a new Venom as opposed to... The Spider-Man Venom that I, I think is yeah. dope. So I think the reason why you're not hearing a lot about that end credit is because that end credit kind of pissed people the fuck off. Because we were like, all right, we're going to get Tom Hardy in the MCU. This is great. And then the minute he came in, he was gone. I'm like, oh, fuck. We'll give it time. They did all that just to give us a new Venom? This is bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really just didn't... I, I... This is why I kind of hate spoilers. Even though there were no spoilers, I'll give people that. They've done a really good job, as, as hard as it was for them to not give spoilers. The hype was too too spoiling for me, man. Everyone's like, oh, best movie ever, greatest movie. I, I failed to see any part of that movie that made me feel that way. And it's sad because it was a really good movie. They drove a lot of emotion. The story was there. Doctor Strange was in it. So it was good. It was deemed to be a great movie but it was just i didn't i didn't understand I, where the I, hype was and i'm telling you why cuz you you did that movie is not in your heart the way that it is for other people well, I and that's what annoys me because I failed to remember anyone being this hype about any of those Spider Mans. Oh yeah, no, there was a, there was a big fan base for those Spider Mans back in the day. The one that got the yeah, least amount of love was the Garfield ones, the Andrew Garfield ones, and now the Amazing Spider. Yeah, the Amazing Spider Mans were the ones who really got killed, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we need a third one now. Andrew did such a great job. Oh, uh, you know what? If I'm Andrew Garfield, I just look at the fan base and just go suck my entire dick and balls. <laughs> the I'm, not doing, all of it. I'm not doing a fucking thing for you. Y'all motherfuckers have been killing me for years. I came back because I thought, and he's got on record for this, he only came back because they, well, they pitched him the catch. And they went, oh, yeah, that would be pretty dope. We should do that. That was the only reason. He what, Mary Jane? When he caught Mary Jane when he got his redemption and the whole building went nuts and out of their fucking mind. I was like, oh, see, and then he went public and he said, yeah, that was the big selling point to me. And Toby also had a selling point on finishing things with Goblin and all. that. They all had their reasons for doing it. And they're like, all right, that sounds like a pretty cool idea. But the MCU figured it out. They closed a lot of arcs, but they also opened up a lot of arcs as well. One of the ridiculous things about this movie that I wish people would acknowledge more, because I think, I think we should be talking about it more. They just fucked up a whole lot of timelines here. And according to what we learned from low-key, that, that should not be allowed is not the whole point of that show. I don't think you saw Loki, right? You didn't see Loki? I I am working on it. I saw okay. a few episodes. So, so I do know that there's like a whole police system around fucking with time. Yes. And it's it's serious business. They kill they don't just hold you. They like kill you. Well, we we learned well, I don't know how deep into the show you'll you'll. I'll let you finish that. You'll. Yeah. After out. watching this, I, I definitely want to double back and catch up a little bit because I yeah. feel like there was a few pieces missing. Like I said, it was a great movie. I just got lost in the the the. the this is phenomenal shit. And, and it this just kind is of... part of the problem I think MCU is going to start running into because when they were doing MCU films, just MCU films, leave Disney Plus off the table for just a second. When they were doing just MCU films it was easy to follow the bouncing ball, right? When you get one Marvel movie a year or two or three at the most and you stay for the end credits, you're pretty much up to date, you know? But now with the series and this and that, because another problem that I had with the whole deal wasn't the mid-credit, which was Venom, it was the end credit with the trailer. Because (laughs) it really fucking irked me because there's a lot of people much like yourself, who are having a hard time keeping up because they're not watching everything. But the MCU is putting projects together like everyone is watching everything, case in point. The, Mar- the, the Multiverse of Madness trailer ends the movie, right? We get right into the bullshit with Steve and the multiverse. And the ending of that, you saw the trailer, correct? No, I didn't. I, the only thing I saw at the end was the Venom thing. Okay, but you haven't seen the Multiverse of Madness trailer at all? No, I didn't even oh, know it was a thing. Dang it. You need to fucking catch up. I didn't. Uh, I literally, literally watched it to the end. Okay. Obviously, Obviously not. i well, <laughs> well, tell you something. I guess not. <laughs> you have to stay till all the credits are gone. You saw the mid-credit, you didn't see the end-credit. So that was a mid-credit. That was I a saw. mid-credit. There was more oh, credits. Well, when the that, fuck did they start mid-credits? This is... I'm <laughs> they, out of the loop, they've man. They've been doing this for I a minute, wash. bro. My yeah, mom yeah. washed that a Marvel fan. Yeah, they've been doing this for a while now. But here's the thing. So at the end of the trailer... At the end of the, the Venom thing you saw, there were more credits. And then there's usually something at the end. Normally... Normally, it's something quick and something that's really essentially not needed. It's usually But it was a full-blown trailer. But this was a full-blown trailer for the news Doctor Strange film. Dude, Doctor Strange is a god, dude. He this got, guy the, is so he got good. the Avenger treatment. He got the full trailer. So here's the deal. So they did the whole trailer and... I guess, do you even want to hear about it? Do you want to wait till you see it? Or does it matter at this point? Or this- You can keep going, because I'm literally halfway through the trailer now. So. Oh, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> so the trailer basically, you know, it's so funny, because when WandaVision an- ended, the whole idea was is that she w- got this brand new level of power. But there's, you know, eventually going to be a price that she's going to have to pay. That was the whole deal with... Agatha, she was stating that, you know, all, all of this stuff comes with a price. You're not just going to be able to just be this powerful. And the assumption always was amongst fans that, okay, she's referring to Strange. Strange is going to have to correct this. She's too powerful. Right? So we get the trailer. And in the first few seconds of the trailer, <laughs> he confronts Wanda. Mm-hmm. And Wanda says, yeah, I know I made some mistakes and I did this and I did that. And, you know, people got hurt, but, you know. And then he goes, Oh yeah, no, I'm not here to talk about Westview. I need you to I need your help with something. And I think the whole kind of gasp was let out and just like, Really? He's so he's on his own shit. He's not even gonna be worried about what the fuck happened. Okay, so that, that tease was for nothing, right? He's maybe he cares about it, he'll deal with it later. I don't know. But they kinda of walked right past that. And then the big reveal at the end, which mm-hmm. got zero pop. Zero pop. Zero, Hit. it was mass confusion, actually. With him himself confronting himself. Himself confronting himself. Now, why, why do I feel like that should have gotten a pop? I could tell when people didn't react that by the sound of it, I, it was immediate. Okay, so you guys didn't watch the What If series that's on Disney. Oh! That, that they shouldn't be a con- part of the multiverse, though. That's why you have to see the what if series <laughs> because it explained it in the what if series as a matter of fact the what if series Yeah, ended, but i thought what if was completely on its own about things exactly, that were just completely made yep. up that is exactly the problem that is it right there you hit it right on the head that's why i think a lot of people didn't watch it because it wasn't canon or at least they were under the impression that it wouldn't because the whole premise of the what if series is they're supposed to hit you with some stuff that would be creative but not exactly canon to what was happening to the main stories that's what the what if comic series even is just in i love what if stuff there's a there's a what if there's a guy on youtube I, I listen to all the time that does like uh what if scenarios ifs huh what if scenarios with uh Dragon Ball Z. It's actually mm. pretty dope. Like it comes up with these completely different uh story arcs based on the actual series and how things would change, for instance, if like Goku went to a different planet as a kid aside from Earth. So those water series are can be pretty interesting and, and cool to listen to. But like you said, I didn't I didn't know that it would have actually popped up. As something like in the the series itself. That's the part that I think it was a fuck up on the MCU's part. Because the way they sold the What If series, it's they're going to take facets of the MCU that people know and love and then change one factor about them to see what what happened. What if this happened instead? What if T'Challa was the one kidnapped instead of Peter and he became Star-Lord? What if you know, Thor wasn't given the opportunity to become more human. What would he be like? It's a long list of what ifs, whatever, whatever. Right, 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 right. The key to the what if series, and I called it when they announced it, and it ended up becoming a thing. One of the most important parts of the what if series is the Watcher. His introduction into the what if series was very, very key. And the reason for that is because the Watcher can go between worlds and between universes. And that's huge for where we are in the MCU right now considering that everything is for the uh, the multiverse, right? That's what we're going with now in the MCU. Everything is revolved around the multiverse. So the Watcher to me was key because he can move between stuff, but the key for him is that he's not allowed to interfere. Now, they pitched that for the general audience he's the watcher that's all he does is he watches but I know because I've read comic books before that's a huge chunk of shit because right. he has interfered in the past so I'm thinking to myself as this story progresses I said man he gonna fuck around and he's gonna do something stupid because he always does something stupid he's the watcher <laughs> and sure enough but as sure as the day is long he fucks up how does he fuck up well One of the one-if scenarios in the show is what if Ultron had won? Remember, they stopped him in age of Ultron when he was in the middle of building what we all know now to be Vision, which was his his idea of being his strongest self. What happens if he had done that? What happens if he would have succeeded and he would have gotten his hands... On all of the stones, and he had defeated the Avengers. Well, what happened to him on the show is kind of what happens to all people who hold the stones in the comics. They become omnipotent, they become godlike, and that's what happened to him. He was able to destroy planets on a whim. He just thought about it, and it was fucking done for him, a whole civilization. And as that episode moved forward, he kept getting these visions, I'm talking about Ultron here, started getting these visions, and he started seeing things, and it was fucking with him, and what the stones were doing was giving him such a high sense of vision, no pun intended, that he was starting to see the Watcher, which is something that most people are not supposed to be able to do. Right. So that Ultron started going between worlds. It started going between universes and eventually met the Watcher, in, an a, in like this little apex kind of situation where the Watcher not only had to get involved, he had to defend himself. Because this fucking Ultron was trying to kill the Watcher. Now, what does this have to do with Strange? Okay, so the what-if scenarios, all these episodes started introducing us to these different types of characters. Captain Carter, right? What if Peggy had gotten the serum instead of Steve and da-da-da-da-da. Well... As the Watcher started fending for his fucking life, because this Ultron was giving him the business, he decided to incorporate some help from some of the characters that he was looking at earlier in the series. He created his own little adventure team. They called themselves, what was it? The Defenders, or the Guardians of the Multiverse, something like that. So it was all some of the characters that were earlier in the deal. Now, Stephen Strange had a what-if episode. His what-if episode... His what-if episode was, what if he had uh, maintained his selfish demeanor? Meaning, you know, all he ever wanted was for him, and I forget that girl's name, for them to be together and to be happy and blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, Steve, of course, having his hand in time, he kept, there was an incident in his universe where in that car accident, instead of him messing up his hands, he killed the girl. So he kept going back in time to try to fix it. And every time he went back in time to try to fix it, it ended up being wrong. So Stephen said, okay, maybe I'm just not strong enough. I'm not powerful enough. So he just kept getting more power and more power and more power. And eventually, he became mad with power. And it became a realization for him that the more he tries to help the girl, the more times he fails so it just became a, a goal for him to just accumulate as much strength and his power as possible. To the point where he brought his mind to the breaking point. He became literally insane. So the Watcher had to bring our version of Strange, the, the one that we know today. And to, he brought him in to try to stop the Bad Strange. And they had a battle. And the Bad Strange won. He ended up killing our Strange. This is again in the What If episode. Mm -hmm. And Strange, that version of Strange, he became all-powerful. He became omnipotent as well, and he started to be able to travel in between the realms and in between the multiverse. So, what they explain in the show, and this is why watching the show was key for that trailer, what they explain in the show is for as long as the watcher is allowing, or at least incapable in some cases of stopping these beings from traveling between the multiverse, there's no telling where they could wind up. Mm-hmm. That's how they left the series. And of course people speculated, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we got this or that or blah blah blah. This trailer pretty much confirms that the What If series could be canon if they wanted it to be. So when he When At the end of that trailer, when Steve looks up and he sees that evil version of him, that evil version is the one that's in the What If series. He freed himself. Mm Because that's how the show ended. They captured him. They couldn't stop him, but they trapped him. And apparently in this trailer, he untraps himself. Right. And all hell is about to break loose because I'm telling you, in the trailer, if you had known, if you had seen the What If series and you knew that not only did the evil strange basically put hands all over the real Doctor Strange and beat his ass. You <laughs> would also realize that him beating the real Strange in his power set is extremely crazy. This Strange is the most powerful version of Strange there's ever been. Mm. They did it on purpose. They made him OP for no reason. Did he beat Ultron? He oh, He's the one who trapped Ultron. That's what I'm saying. This dude is for real. <laughs> and... The Watcher couldn't stop Ultron, but he did. So, And he beat the original Strange. This dude is undefeated in the world of fighting right now. He's, this dude is the world's champ right now. And he only fights the best. And he only fights the best, and he dominates. And he showed up in the trailer, and me and one other dude, who apparently enjoys his Disney Plus subscription, <laughs> uh, went fucking nuts. Everybody else was fucking confused. That was one of those moments when people are leaving the theater, and they start asking people who know shit the questions right and they're like yo what the fuck what is this what happened here and i'm like bro that's fucking that's that's the they call dr strange the sorcerer supreme in the what if series the bad guy is referred to as supreme strange Mm. he's the supreme version of himself this man cannot be defeated he can't be touched and he can't be scratched he's too powerful that's the same because that sounds like a very hype moment right there. Yeah, I know, and I enjoyed it, but it 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 was so funny. because in the in the in the trailer when they reveal the evil uh, strange. He says the line, "Things just got out of hand," which again is a play on the series because they trapped him in a snow globe. Hmm. Get it? They were last when last we saw him, they were holding a snow globe, and now things are out of hand. Get it? But you wouldn't <laughs> have gotten that if you hadn't seen the fucking series. And I think that's where things kind of got out, literally got out of hand. But I digress. It's going to be dope no matter what. Oh, gonna yeah. Fare. It's going to be good. I'll go back. But now I'm confused that. what Ronda Wanda's role is going to be here. They did tease in the trailer uh, to fight the, him, America, if anyone. America Chavez. But that makes sense, right? If anybody's going well, to fighting, them, it's gonna be Well, she'll be fighting the evil her. one, yeah. And I'm telling you, they're gonna. If Wanda fights the Supreme Strange, I'm gonna need tissues because I'm going to ejaculate all over my house. That's gonna be a great, a great fight. I'm talking yeah. about it like it's boxing. It's gonna be a fantastic fight. Great bout. Great bout. Great bout. It's a it's a mixing of styles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different weight classes. Clash here. of Titans. Class. You there know. you go. A clash of Titans for sure. To be sure. It's going to be great. So, yeah. So, that's some of the, the Spider-Man stuff that was going on. I wanted to touch base real quick because of something I said here on the uh, show about Eternals. I wanted okay. to go back to that. Did you see Eternals? I did not. You did not. Okay. So, I said on this show, I felt nervous about this one because I felt like even if it was good, it's going to leave some people. It's going to be over some people's heads because of just the subject matter that they're dealing with. I was like, you got to be a hardcore comic book fan to kind of get the Eternals, not enjoy them, but to understand where they're coming from. And I said that, and I was like this is if there's anything on that list of new releases that has a slight chance of being seen as a flop or yeah, hurting, it was the it's Eternals. gonna be the Eternals. And sure enough, sure shit, here we are having the issue with people. Oh, the Eternals was a bomb. It was bad. It was this. It was, it was that. I enjoyed the Eternals. But I knew what it was going to be, and exactly what I said it was going to be. This was the movie that I, this is the way I explained it. This is the movie that's going to set a precedent. That's it. The only reason for this movie existing is so that down the line, when the shit hits the fan, and they start doing shit with celestials and gods, this will serve as kind of like a how-to guide, right, mm-hmm. on, on how that's all supposed to look and supposed to work. And that's exactly what they did with this. It's a, it's a dry, it's dry in the beginning cuz it's all explanations. And then they get you some action in there and it starts moving around and then it stops again for more explanations. Cuz they explain at first the whole god deal, the celestial deal. They get into that a little bit. Right. Right. So they they got you going with that and then then once they've got you with the celestials then they have to hit you with well okay now but here's the purpose for the eternals and then they tell you about the eternals and then after that there's another discussion about the deviants oh this is why we did this and this is why we're here and this is why it's important for us to be here and blah blah blah. that was the exact reason why i'm i was thinking to myself this is going to be the one where if we're going to lose people this is the one because it this whole setup takes so much explaining. Because it's like you're explaining a whole religious theme to people. Right. You know? And you got to sit there and you just got to, oh, God, here are the gods. And this is why the gods do this. And, and you know, and then people are still to this day debating. I don't even know why, but they're just debating the, the merits of the actual team. And, and there was a conversation that took place in the film where – as soon as the guy from Game of Thrones, I forgot, if Kit Harington, I guess. I forgot his name in the movie. Whitman, something like that. He, Once he finds out they're Eternals and they're essentially gods. And the first thing out of his mouth was, well, why didn't you help with Thanos or any other bad shit that's happened over the years? And they were like, well, we were told not to interfere. And then, you know, people ran with that. And they ignored pretty much the rest of the movie where they explained why they were told... Not to interfere, they actually took the time to give them a reason for not interfering, right, but people walked by it and they just heard, oh, how they're fucking useless they're on earth to protect us and yet all this crazy shit happened and blah, blah blah they even brought in the uh the Hiroshima bombing as a reason for like one of the eternals for just giving up on humanity as a whole
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: just it was like i'm trying to he he was like how, trying to help them with technology and shit. And he was like, I'm trying to help them progress. I'm trying to help them do this. I'm trying to help them do that. And all they really want to do is fucking kill each other. These fucking humans are animals. Blah! Right? And, and all this shit going down. And there's an explanation that the Celestials send the Eternals to these places to help them essentially get their population up so that once the planet has reached a certain number of people, they can begin what's called the emergence. And the emergence is basically the birth of another celestial. They create a planet that's or not create, but they they take over a planet that's got plentiful of resources and they plant their seed or whatever. A new celestial is born from that planet, killing everybody on the planet altogether. And that celestial is born and then they do whatever it is celestials do. Fuck it. They just live in life. This is how they get ba- this is how the babies get made, okay? This is how they make the donuts. Yeah, and that's the Eternals' job. The Eternals' job. Well, no, originally the the Deviants were. Uh, it was their job to help increase the population of the planet, and then they went rogue, and that's when he created Eternals because he needed someone that couldn't evolve or think past a certain point, so that they could just do what they're told. And that's how we had Eternals versus Deviants, and eventually we we're out of Deviants and just left with Eternals. Mm-hmm. But the overall. The point of that film was that the reason, why, <clears throat> the reason why the Eternals didn't interfere is because, and this is going to sound weird, but hear me out. I want this explanation on the show because people just keep looking past this. The reason why the Eternals did not help with the Thanos situation is because Thanos did a good thing. That's right. In the end, based on the Eternals, Thanos was right. Right. So what happens here is that the population of the planets whichever one that they need for the celestial, for the emergence needs to have a high population. When Thanos snapped his fingers and got rid of half of the population everywhere he not only set back the emergence, he stopped the possibility of emergences happening in general. He fucked the whole game up. So when the whole snap happened, Erishim, who was the god in control of the Eternals, he said, nah, you need to chill. You need to lay back. Because I got a feeling these humans is about to do something stupid. (laughs) And they're going to get us back in the game. Watch this. So then the Avengers stop Thanos. They reverse everything. And in those five years, did we lose people? No, we damn near doubled, Correct. All those people from the blip came back. So not right. only did they put the emergence back on track, they sped it up. Cause the uh, pop, the when when Tony resnapped, or excuse me, uh, let me give the proper credit. When when uh, the Hulk, when Bruce snapped and brought everybody back, that brought the population to a huge number, way more than it's ever been before. That's what started the emergence. Hence why we're back, well, back, hence where we are with the eternal inclusion. Now they're back in the game, right? Okay, now the population is good. We can get back into this and figure out what's going on. And again, I'm explaining all this right now, and I'm pretty sure people's eyes are fogging over. Yes, that's why this didn't work for you, because it's all... Basically fucking explanations. It's this and it's that and this is why this is happening and this, 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 this. So if you didn't enjoy the film, I can understand why. But this had to be done. Now that we've got these characters set. It'll be appreciated later. Once we get deeper into it. It'll it'll just, it'll be like uh, Captain America for me. Like the first one was so bad. I was like, dude, this is just fucking so bad like there's nothing i'm getting from this but then as time went on you double back and watch and you're like this actually gives you so much information you just wasn't ready for (laughs) it It just didn't make sense so it it could very well just be one of those hindsight movies so definitely it's one of the it's one of those keep your eyes on it man because i'm telling you you're gonna want to double back this is i what did i say about this movie i said this is going to be the the manual this is the this is the handbook As we move forward with these characters, this is the one where you're going to look back and you're going to go, all right, let's take a look at what I missed here. Because there's a lot of good, solid points that came from this movie. First of which, you didn't see the film. So uh, another one of those pesky little mid-credits. We got introduced to Eros. Eros is Thanos' brother. We have Thanos' brother in the MCU now. And that should lead to some very interesting storylines. Because he's not entirely a villain. Which is going to be some confusing for some of you out there who don't read the books. So this will take some explaining. So buckle up. There's going to be some more explaining. But yes, he's he's not entirely a villain. And he's going to be in the series, the MCU, moving forward. Also... I mean, just for some good points here, I'm trying to I'm trying to spin this for people who think this is such a shitty movie. I gotta give this movie credit because my favorite part of the entire Eternals experience was they got a speedster right. Makari is my favorite character because she's the one with speed, and I have never seen the MCU handle speed characters, uh, correctly at all, at all. That Quicksilver was fucking embarrassing. But this, this was done right. Boy, she put she put hands on this motherfucker, and I mean several of them at once. Mm. She was going full bore, full speed, and she was doing all kinds of shit that I'm going to be honest with you. If I had super speed, this is the shit I'd be doing with it. Just going to random places fast as fuck and getting stuff and coming back and bragging about it. That's what I would do. I would just start fucking with people. She was also the first actress in the MCU that is completely 100% deaf. So I really appreciate the effort all of the actors put in to communicate with her and learn some ASL. Speaking That's of dope. deaf, you just reminded me I did pop hard as fuck when Daredevil was in Spider-Man. I just want to put that one oh, out there. Oh, I forgot about I that. Pop yeah. hard. My wife's looking at me like. What's going on? I'm like, this guy's an animal. I fucking love this dude. He's got to be one of my favorite. Well, those series, oh my God, that dude's acting was phenomenal. I was like, yo, we should go back and watch those together because that shit is. Fire. I remember when it was out and I was watching them. I was telling you about how much I fucking love those. And he's sitting there just a badass dude, just talking uh lawyer jargon. Yeah, and he's just chilling. And then the shit comes to the window and he fucking grabs it. Oh my god. I was Man, like, Man, we, need we need to pause. We need to pause and go into the room right now. I got something for you. <laughs> I got but, something dude, for you. Oh my that shit. Look, I got chills eat, right now. Eat. I'm I'm probably gonna double back and watch that shit, dude. That daredevil was so good, dude. Man, he's right are... up there with Dr strange with did me i'm you, not gonna hold you did you gotta fucking watch uh hawkeye because kingpin kingpin is all over that shit and i'm like yes i'm here for it the I mean, hawkeye one didn't look too bad the christmas thing was i love christmas so to me it doesn't bother me too much i know that was like a topic of discussion for people yeah that one, when you started watching it uh the the day you were over here and uh it didn't look too bad i'm actually quite interested in it right it's it emot- didn't look too bad. It's emotional. <laughs> uh, listen, I'll... it is. Spider Man was man. That married that MJ shit made me sad. Like when he's uh, sitting there and he's looking at MJ and them two like with their heads together and yeah. he's just like, "Fuck, man, I don't have my MJ." You like you don't, you don't that know shit what hurt. This means to me, bro. I, the far- that shit favorite, hurt. My favorite Spider Man scene in that whole movie was the catch. That was it. That, the and whole see, and that's where I lost because out. we watched all those movies. I forgot all about Amazing Spider-Man because we, we would have watched it. But I, I forgot. I forgot all about it. So when he popped up, I'm like, oh, I missed something. And I felt like, although like we were just like, eh, fuck it, it is what it is at this point. I felt like a lot of the emotional draw was coming from him. Like yeah. the, the scenes in the movie where you just really start that your heart's broken, it's from him. And I didn't even see it. I can yeah, it just, just in his acting alone, I can be like, damn, man, this kid is sad. This kid is sad. He had a lot of, um, he suffered more than Toby's Spider Man did, to be honest with you. Like, if you're really being, like just off being of dark. this, I feel like his Spider Man was really dark. Was dark, and it didn't get the ending that they were hoping for because that third movie got cancelled. They left things open to finish in that third film and it never happened. So that's why everyone makes the joke now that this was Andrew's third film. Because it was like, oh man, it's such a... They closed up a lot of you know, a a lot of storylines with this one thing. They were like, man, like like to catch. Yeah. Jesus Christ. At the end of the day, I'm... Listen, it it was... I think it was up there with one of the better Marvel series movies. I'm not saying that it was a bad movie at all. I would not say this movie was great. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider Man to me is the best Spider Man. This dude, Spider Man is great. His support characters are amazing. Um, I, I just, the whole series itself is great. So it, it was a good movie. I, I it just, I was a little deterred because I'm, I'm waiting for this large moment and you're you know what it is you're probably explaining it to me and that's probably what's missing for me was the amazing spider-man part because that's the only thing that was kind of thrown that threw me because i i didn't watch that one so that kind of sucks maybe that's where the moment is that's where the moment is and I, and I didn't notice it but at the end of the day it shit was great it, it was a good movie i'm not gonna say it was a bad movie at all good. so it was really good it was good it was good good film good fi- that, that film good that mm-hmm. feel good. That movie good. It's good. That movie good. Uh you know there's there's, a, there's another story playing out. Oh god. But this one's in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, you're going to have to explain this to me cuz okay. even reading it I just didn't understand like <laughs> I, maybe it's my not give a fuck cuz I explained to you how much I don't give a fuck about this stupid ass door people keep fucking talking yeah. about. So you're going to have to explain this to me cuz I don't <laughs> get what's happening. So here. <laughs> So this okay We we've spoken briefly about this whole forbidden door bullshit for a while now. It's coming up a lot. It's coming up a lot lately, right? But even I sat here and said, "I said, look, a lot of the people that are quote unquote going through this so-called forbidden door are it's not really forbidden. Not for the people that are involved. Everyone who's involved has the opportunity to work with." It's only one. Yeah, there's person. only really one company that considers it forbidden. That's why I like naming it the Forbidden Door was always kind of like a cheap shot to them, but the actual act itself, you're not really doing anything out of the realm. Ring of Honor has had a role has had a relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling for a long, long, long time. And uh Impact has also had relationships with new Japan and after what you just made me watch that right there tells you that dude walked out with like 18,000 belts around his waist. So yeah. So there's always been, uh, relationships over the past. This whole forbidden door thing is not new and it will never be new again. It's just something that's always kind of happened. What makes it quote unquote forbidden is a self-imposed rule within WWE. They consider it forbidden. They consider it taboo. So I said weeks ago, months ago almost, where I was like, I'm not going to really believe this forbidden door thing is a real good thing until the WWE does it. I even sat here and said, I got more dream matchups for WWE versus other people than otherwise. And, that's because you probably it's because it's forbidden. That's why. Yeah, it's the taboo stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to do this. <laughs> I'm so I'm that's not that's not that's this. not supposed to go in that hole. This is hot. No, oh my god! <laughs> this, <laughs> you said taboo. My brain went to a dark place. <laughs> yeah. So now we've seen a taste of it, right? So Mickey James, who is the current Impact Knockouts champion, um, retained her. Ch- Championship against Deanna Perrazzo and will be the Impact Wrestling champion or Impact Res- Women's Wrestling champion, going into the Royal Rumble. Not that big of a thing, right? No. I mean, Mickey James, no. she's been there before. We spoke about this last week, right? right. It's yeah. it's a nostalgia thing. Blah 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 blah. So now the rumor mill out there is that they got one coming for the men, but. They're not speaking as to who that could possibly be. It could be anybody. It's Johnny Knoxville. And we do have confirmation now from both parties, the WWE and AEW, that AEW and WWE are beginning to work with each other on a particular project. Now, what we know so far is that this project, I believe, is more of a documentary-based thing than anything involved with the actual day-to-day programming. They're probably because there's a lot of former WWE guys in AEW. Mm-hmm. So to work with those guys again on a documentary, they'd need permission from Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. So that's what the scuttlebutt is, is that right now it's just something like that. But I would take that. That's a start. I would take that. If some if some. And now, Vince, now, this is this is conversations between those guys and Vince. Yes. Vince okay. being in, Vince in, is Vince. the one involved in this. Vince uh, is this involved. isn't a Triple H thing. No, which we'll okay. get to in a second because the okay. okay. Triple H thing no longer exists. Okay, and we'll get to that. But the fact that the door would be open at all for the fact that Vince and Tony would have a conversation at all, to me, you know, I, I'm one. I'm gonna go out on a limb on a record here is and saying we're gonna. I've been on the bandwagon for a little while now. I don't know if anyone's noticed. I've never said that. I, I don't know if I said it directly, but I've been on the bandwagon for a little while now. We're going to start putting some respect on Tony Khan's name. Ooh, why is that? I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, I, I don't have an explanation. He's just doing things, man. He's doing things. I'm telling you, the timeline, I brought it up before, the timeline of when he even said himself, I'm pulling back the reins a little bit more. No more of this being influenced by other people bullshit. He's going to start making his own decisions. And I think he started to see what happens when he's making it. He's not afraid to make his own decisions. He literally came out and said that he's he's trying to do a little bit more and be a little bit more hands-on with himself rather than talking to his whatever you want to call those his people's EVPs. positions. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's relying less on their intellect and relying more on his gut instinct and the things that he wants to do in the way that he's moving. And since that moment, literally the timeline of which when he said he started doing that, his company has started to become better. Mm. And now we're talking about conversations between him and be- yo. I'm telling you, in a few yo, y'all gonna start putting respect on this niggas on this niggas' name, man. This dude, this dude might be doing something big. I don't know. I'm going on a limb. I feel it in my gut. But he's been doing. I know he drives you nuts when he starts talking. <laughs> yeah. He seems so funny because he he just recently had another Twitter situation, but this time with anchors and businessmen from Fox News, and. And I said to a buddy, I said, good, good for him. And then they went, oh, but aren't you always killing him for being on Twitter? If Tony Khan, who was a millionaire and the owner Mm -hmm. of a multimillion-dollar company, or several Mm -hmm. multimillion-dollar companies, Mm -hmm. wants to go to war with other business people defending his business practices publicly, Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me. When Tony Khan goes to war with, I don't know, Carl from Des Moines, Iowa... Because mm-hmm. he said something mean on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good with that. I don't need him to be doing that. Well, you there's just... one thing you're you're not taking under consideration. What's that? Maybe he's petty. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe he's fucking petty. I Listen, need him to be in I, I understand lives. when it comes to like, people like this, we tend to kind of like take the human nature out of them. Because we understand what it takes to get from cashier to supervisor, right? right. You got to shut the fuck up and not say some stuff sometimes, right? Like, you're not allowed to be petty, so when you see people on a larger scale, you tend to assume that they just shut up, take stuff, move on, and don't care because you're peasants and whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But then, but when that one guy was just like, has no fucks and will argue with the CEO of Microsoft, just like he would argue with Bob from, uh, from like, fucking, the paint department, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he just might be petty, dude. <laughs> Well, he, I, I need my businessmen to be less petty because I could I could do without it. No, when, when well, he goes listen, man. when he goes toe to toe with actual businessmen and politicians and anyone who was trying to put a damper on his on his business. It makes sense then. Yeah, that's his weight class. No, he you, can punch down. What are you? He can do whatever no, you want. no. What are you fighting, average Joe from Orlando, Florida, for? Because he wants you to put sense. respect on his name, and that's no. that's that's how he's going to get it. By pants yes. on the fans. Hey, listen, I'm on him. I'm with him. Go ahead, dude. Live your best life, body. Tony. That's right. Tell Billy to shut his goddamn mouth. Yeah, he got God. no right to to you in your greatness. <laughs> this, I just want to put that out there, man. We're we going to start putting deal. some respect on this dude's oh, name. Go ahead. God. You can continue. <laughs> Well, we 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 circle back to the WWE for just a second because as your as your main man, Tone Dog here. That's it. I, I'm I'm on the <laughs> Tony bandwagon. That's right. I'm gonna wear a T-shirt that says Tony is a god. <laughs> Tony Khan, the god on If sure anyone watch. can do it, Tony Khan can do it. That's it. What would Tony Khan do? <laughs> well, Tony, we we give you some merch ideas here, Tone. Oh Put it on your pro wrestling tease page or something. But yeah. Pro con. <laughs> I am pro con. I am pro con. There you go. Oh, Jesus. And so we're circling back to the WWE for just a second. Because if they are doing this, mm-hmm. if they are, quote unquote, opening up their forbidden door. Because really, it's theirs. Right? That's what it is. Really These companies have all worked own. together. All right. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, the only one kicking and screaming. At I'm just game. mad. Mickey James is the one that opens the door. Well, is she, though? All
1: right, That's the thing,
0: because if they are planning something else for the Royal Rumble, you know, the first person to do it is going to be the first person to open that door. So that all comes down to booking. So what Rumble goes first, women's or men's? Which Rumble goes first, exactly. It was women's last year, wasn't it? No, because... Because she won she oh, won we went first, yes, yes, yes. they went first Yeah, because she won from second, first and we we're like, oh shit, she did it for number two yeah, and, then and then Edge, Edge came, came out and fucking one. did it at one It was like, oh you just like that made it irrelevant They <laughs> said, yeah. well, we can't have these color folk doing that. Should so have been fucking see. foreshadowing the, what happened. I'm triggered, let's move on. Door <laughs> uh, Yeah, so if they do end up opening up this door it'd be amazing. CM Punk who is an AEW guy right now uh, no has, has already I has already no. issued a challenge to Okada from New okay. Japan. I thought you were. And uh, no, but see that's the thing when when people are saying, oh, they're talking to AEW and they want a surprise for the Rumble, names start coming up. No, I don't think Punk would do it. I don't think Punk would do it. Either. I don't I, think Punk would do I, it. I'm gonna tell you a name that I've heard that I promise you a thousand percent would fucking do it. Chris Jericho. Dude, that's, of course. Name, but I that heard. would be the Mickey James of the guys. Yeah, like but that's is what is I c- I could see them accepting that. He's already done work. Oh, if You're you want to talk about it. MGF he's already come out. There, al- there, that's for sure. He's already broken the forbidden door if you want to talk oh, about it. Cuz he did the Stone Cold podcast. Cuz he the Stone right. Cold podcast. This is true. That's not an isolated thing. He had to give permission. They had to agree. They even Across said it the on board, there that yeah. they were both shocked that they were allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, dude, I can't believe I'm sitting in front of you right now. This yeah. is freaking insane. They both were awesome. like, holy shit. Live it, leave it to Stone Co. So boom. Cold. There you Steve go. Austin. There you go, forbidden door believers. Your shit's already broken. Look at that. See? You're all this for nothing. Trying to act like you were virgin and your hymen been broke. Man, right hey, that shit been broke. You out that here doing all the positions, you lying ass. Oh, cherry dumb been picked, man. I get out here. <laughs> what is this? Hey. Remember. <laughs> You remember Ace I Ventura? Was... Remember Ace Ventura, the second one, when when Jim Carrey fucked the the princess, and they were all spitting on him, and they were all pissed off when he went into the tent, And found out his girl wasn't a virgin, and he came out all pissed off. Mm-hmm. That's the AW fan base. Be That's like, it, oh, man. Yeah, I thought this was virgin territory. What's nah. up? Nah, He didn't been Jericho. ran through already. Jericho's been balls deep. Oh, in Oh, Jericho, didn't already hit that shit. Damn. Retun- oh See, God. you gotta watch these veterans, man. <laughs> Sneaky little devils. They know how to move. <laughs> Between swirls. Uh, right. What about Dean Ambrose? You think Dean Ambrose would go back to the Rumble? I don't... Uh, Remember, the, the one of the main events of that Rumble is Seth Rollins versus... What Robert was his Reigns. departure, though? His departure was about finances. No, it wasn't but... finances. Uh, his what was it? It wasn't like he... It was all creative. I, it was I, all I, creative. I, 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 I feel like it wasn't the fact that he like he hated them. I think they were just on different levels no, at that point. Hated he hated what they had planned for him. And right. So it was a creative was aspect. And he was yeah, creative. And he was just like, nah. I'm he not couldn't be here. himself. I think that was the thing. That yeah. was when it was based super on the, yeah. PC. Be, based on the way that he's been as John Moxie in AEW, it, it's very clear that he just wanted to do his own. He thing. just wanted to be himself. He just wanted and to be I, and I think that was the issue. I think at that time it was extremely PC. I know there was a lot of talk of um them having a lot of beef on uh, promos and them giving him a script and him not being able to freely speak and him not being able to be the champion that he wanted to be. So it was like a creative difference. I don't know that after that, especially the way the WWE, I feel like, has let up on that a little bit. I I know they're still doing it, obviously, but it feels like they have let up since he's been there a little bit. I think that would get a big pop. I think that would be one of the ones that would actually... Feel like holy crap this is real type of deal Yeah but To me the ultimate would be someone Who has a big Big fan base that has Never been in the WWE before The only shock value That's the only way for me for this to be real The only shock value pick I could possibly see The one that it Would get an actual genuine oh my god Moment Is if Kenny comes out in the rumble that would oh can you imagine if he that's dropped the belt to one. prepare for this? <laughs> oh my god, I would lose my that's I would lose the, my mind. That's the only one I think that would get a shock value to it. I don't think I would actually go. I don't think Punk enough. coming in would get the reaction Omega would. I would want him to win. Uh, see that's the thing. Everyone's see, this is the that. thing. No 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 We're Okay, okay the rumble None is cute, cool, right? Win. That's cute. Listen to me. The rumble is cute. The Rumble is. But confused. if you really want me to believe in this door, give me a Mania match with the person that you bring in, if it's someone of that level. I don't want to see. Mickey I, James. I don't want to see Mickey James in, at Mania versus whoever the. Ch- like, to me, that's just a WWE match. Give me someone who hasn't been in WWE, like you said, like Kenny Omega. Have him win the Rumble. I don't care where he wins it, even if he literally comes in at the end and, and just takes it. And runs with it. They're not going to have... Their WrestleMania plans are already set. They're not going to put an AEW guy in the main event of fucking WrestleMania. They should. They're just... They're not going to. (laughs) But then they don't give a fuck about this door. They don't. This is a cash grab. I'm just... uh, And and listen, I agree with them. I think the talk of a door is stupid. But if we're going to base this solely on a door aspect, this is what they need to do in my eyes to make this shit interesting. Obviously, he doesn't have to win, right? Like, I get it. But, like, he... Seeing Omega, hearing that theme and doing watching him walk to the ring uh, would be a victory. That's that, it. I just that's it. That's that the only entrance event. in a WWE st- like setup would be so fucking fire. I love that song, man. And listen, that's another thing. I fucking hated Kenny Omega when he first came out. He was so doofy. He's grown on he's still doofy, but he's grown on me, man. He says some stupid shit, and I love it. It's like the funniest stuff. It's the funniest stuff to watch, man. I love Kenny. Yeah, Omega. I love Kenny as a talent. I hate his promos. Other, other than, uh, I love his promos because than than they're, him so, bad. they're so, so bad. Because <laughs> it's so bad and good. But because because it's it's not like he's sloppy, right? Like his delivery is of a high caliber. It's his content that's a little goofy. So it's not cringy to hear uh, him talk. He, he's, he's a cringy. good speaker. He just he just he might be a guy who benefits a little bit from a script. Yeah. That's all. Like that's his, all, past that He's got everything else man And his matches dude He could have a match with anybody Yeah but that's the thing, who would he wrestle It doesn't matter, that's the thing about Kenny Omega, it doesn't matter Dude, he adapts To people's fighting styles Which is fucking that. insane I don't know about that. I think I think it matters a lot. You're a hater. You're no, fucking not, hater, I, I I think he's good. What do you talking about? How am hater? No. I but seriously, he adapts. I I've I've watched him with like <laughs> completely different styles and him going there and have completely different matches that were 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 very entertaining to watch. So, I don't know. A Kenny Omega would be fantastic. What about Cody? Who? <laughs> <laughs> He's, oh, come I'm on. not i I'm not bought back into him yet. I'm still watching his journey. And it's it's um he fucked himself with me, man. Like he just did. It's just he everyone has power issues. We all go through it. You get a little taste of it. You you and sometimes they're not even in in a in a malicious manner, right? Like It's hard to understand both sides of a coin when you only see one coin. So when you're someone who's not a boss or someone at that level, you see something, you're going to see the flaws, and then your brain is going to develop a plan to not be that way. But what you don't realize is, is that sometimes when you get to that level and you start to put that plan into action, you start to see the other side of that coin, whether you see it or not, the other side of that coin starts to show and there's pros and cons to every side, right? So you may fix something that you thought you didn't like and now you're causing another issue. So when when he, he got a little bit of power, it went to his head. He did things the way he thought should have been done, whether it be for the company or himself. It created this massive backlash for him. And it's kind of interesting because you don't normally see... Things like this play out in live action. <laughs> Usually, things happen. They have a way to pull back. They maintain their status. The heat dies down and it like resets. But this guy's going like full head on to the beef and he's facing all of it <laughs> like head on, man. He's taking it to the face, trying to fix it. And it is just blowing up. And it's entertaining to watch <laughs> pretty much. But uh. I don't know. The Cody Rhodes dynamic is a funny, funny place to have a conversation because he—you he, he, said it yourself—and we all—you said it yourself—and you gave an example that was completely different from mine, and yet it all fits. He fucks himself. Cody yeah. Rhodes best. Worst enemy is Cody Rhodes. Every Pretty single much. time. Every. It's when night. you think you know better, and when you try to do better, it's just one of those. It's a. It's at the moment. It's a non-success story. Right, like there are good things that came from it, but if his it's if a he reverse values wrestling reverse story he values because, the fans, yeah. he is failing right now. So it's a reverse story because he had him. He did he had him and he lost him. They supported he did what everybody wanted someone to do at the perfect time, and that's create a rival. And he was one of the faces of that forefront. He was on, he was the name people were talking about and he got it and he used it. He tried to do what he saw when he was, you you learn what people were jealous of, or you learn where people's mindset is when they get to that level, right? So he's seeing the John Cena's, he's seeing the rocks, he's seeing the Miz, he's seeing all of these people at that high level branching off and doing stuff. But what they're not seeing, what he's not seeing or failed to understand, the bullshit that they had to go through or they endured or the conversations they had to have to do it the right way whatever the case may be to earn that spot, however you want to call it. So when he got his opportunity, he went and tried to do the same exact thing they did but he just went about it the wrong way like he completely abandoned everything but what he doesn't understand is, is that when these guys did it they weren't the main focal point the like they they, did they backed off a little bit first and then they did it he just straight abandoned the company and went and started doing shit and then advertising when I saw that promo of we're pregnant I was like this is weird <laughs> You remember that shit? I do. Yes. That, that was weird to me. Like that, to me, that was a weird way. It wasn't like, Hey guys, you guys are pretty much my family. I love you guys. Look at what's happening in my life. And everyone's like, Oh, like, I think that's what they assumed was going to happen. And they're sitting here just watching a fucking wrestling, a tri- what they think is a wrestling event. And there's this, Hey, we're pregnant promo that pops up. That has nothing to do with anything. And it was just, people were just so fucking confused. Was like, wait, what is going on here? Like, make a post on Twitter or something. Because like, what the fuck is this? Cody doesn't get it. He doesn't know Oh, he's learning. No, he's, he's learning now. <laughs> he's learning he's, the he's, hard he's, way. He doesn't get it. When wrestling fans tell you, we're like family. A lot of wrestlers, I'm not going to pick on Cody for this one, because a lot, I see a lot of wrestlers do this. Just so we're all clear, when wrestling fans tell you you're like family, they mean a part of their family, not a part of your family. Fans look through everything through one perspective, their own. They want you to kill yourself in the ring. They want you to go through the bumps, through the falls. They want you to bleed. They want you to do all this stuff. And then when they're done with you, turn the TV off. That's it they don't want to know about your family they don't know want to know about your wants and dreams they don't want to know, they're not in this for you, This is a, we're talking about two different definitions of family because mm-hmm. in a real family you'd share from both sides, everyone keeps each other updated, we're all kumbaya da, da, da. no, that's not what they mean, that's why when you get injured and you disappear, you literally disappear, you're, you're Fans treat wrestlers. I've said it on the show a thousand times. Like toys, they have your that you have their interest for a little while until they're on to the next toy. It's not you. It's you're a toy. Every kid loves their toy for a set amount of time. As you know, every kid has that one toy they don't want to leave the house without. You know, they feel close to that toy. I love this toy. This toy is everything to me. Then they I grow love up and this get toy. some pussy and, and never look at that toy again. And then I go, <laughs> not even pussy, because my son, my son, I'll give you an example. My son loved, beyond belief, Steven Universe. Loved mm-hmm. it. Couldn't do anything in this world without looking at Steven Universe. Obsessed. Toys. Uh, 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 drawings. Paintings. Everything was Steven Universe for a number of years. And then they ran their final season, which was the sixth season. And when that season stopped, so did he. Not only does he not like Steven Universe anymore, it disgusts him when he sees it. He has turned the channel. Mm. And that's what happens. Yeah. When he first came out and he first came from the WWE after having the reputation of being someone who can get any gimmick over at any time. He took everything they gave him and tried his best to make it work. And that got him appreciation from the audience. That gained him respect because he took a bad situation and tried to make it as good as he possibly can. That earned respect. But then when he went to AEW, and he made it abundantly clear as often as he possibly could, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm I'm doing this. This is me. Yes, we have partners in EVP, but it's me. I'm going to lead this because I'm the veteran. The I've special been... intro yeah. came out. He had he's his own intro. Int- yes, he's, this is the character that he pitched to the WWE. I'm going to prove do that, that shit, this works. No I'm going to do this shit till it works. And this is the gimmick. Watch this and this and this and this. And now... The reason why he won't turn heel is because, as you just mentioned, he saw what all the other top names went through with his own eyes, like a John Cena, where like, no, I need to be the face of this company. I cannot afford to turn heel because I've got meetings and I've got hands to shake and I can't be a bad guy on TV and then go into these rep rooms and meet these executives and you know, portraying this bad guy and have gig marks on my face and all this stuff. I mean, he wasn't worried about that when he got a fucking neck tattoo the size of a license plate, but uh, beyond all that, he's still a businessman and he's got to meet people. I can't be a bad guy on TV and still do all that stuff. So you guys are going to have to love me no matter what, and that's not how that shit's going to go. All Mm -hmm. of the goodwill that he built up being the underdog was gone the minute he made himself top dog Mm -hmm. because then everything became... Well, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna steer this ship? How will you do this any better than other people? And I'm sure Cody in his head had an idea of how that could go. Yeah, his oh, idea. Oh, I can was help. His, I can do this and I doing. can do that. I'm not mm-hmm. even referring to just himself. I'm pretty sure he had other ideas for people as well. I'm sure, creatively speaking, he had all the ideas and all the gumption in the world to make this work. The problem is, and I said it the minute they announced it. I want to go back to one of my previous episodes and clip it because I can't remember exactly where in the show, but I know exactly which show where I said the minute they announced that Tony Khan was going to be the owner of this company and they were going to name the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody Rhodes as EVPs, as executive vice presidents of this company. I said on the show, that is not starting at zero. That's starting behind the eight ball. You cannot have that many people with power, You cannot have that many people with a voice. You cannot have that many people with their hands in the pot. It will end badly every time. All egos, by the way. All egos. All all egos. They all all have different ideas of what this is supposed to look like. They all have reason to put themselves in the number one spot, and that is exactly what every single one of them did. Yep. And it's, and the Young Bucks at the moment are the sole survivors, and they're the main ones I really just can't stand to watch. They, they There's too many. It's just common sense. You can't f- have four people in a car and give them all steering wheels. It can't work. It cannot work. So when Tony came out and said, hey, I'm going to take the reins on this, I was extremely happy, but the damage is done. It's too late for that now. He's trying. Tony's fighting from behind here, from a wave that he's put himself behind by giving all of these people the ability to do whatever it is they were going to do. It's too late now. You're fighting for... Yes, you got Punk. Yes, you got Brian. Yes, you got all these new talents coming in, and some of your younger talents are finally starting to step up. Jungle Boy's putting on great matches. Darby Young's getting there. MJF is on fire. I get it. But you would have been here a lot sooner. Had it not been the other way around, because for everyone who's going to make an excuse, and I know I'm getting in, I know I'm getting in trouble talking about this, but I don't really give a fuck, because it's it doesn't take away from the fact that this shit is all true. Kenny Omega got protected because the idea was is that once we let him loose, he's going to get somebody over. Right? That was the whole idea. We're going to put him on top. We're going to make him the champion, and then the guy who beats him is going to be a bigger star for it. Same thing with the Young Bucks. Okay? We're going to make them champions for almost a year, and then the team that beats them is going to be a big moment for them, and they'll get over and blah, blah, blah. Cody Rhodes. Well, I'm never going to make myself the world champion. He's on his third TNT championship run right now. Right? Hmm. And all that was for what? I'm going to give all these guys rubs. They're all going to be better wrestlers for it. Right? So what was the end results of all these runs? Well, the Young Bucks finally lost the tag titles to a team that wasn't even in the running for it for forever. Just out of the blue, right. gave them a shot, and then they gave them the win. What did we get from that? A couple of matches with FTR didn't make any sense, and now we've got a broken arm on Ray Phoenix, and the Lucha Bros are out anyway. So, nothing. Kenny Omega puts over Hangman Page. Dope, and a dope match, but how did it help Hangman Page? Because as soon as he won the belt, he was right back into the corner of the Dark Order, so it was almost as if nothing had even really happened. But then he wrestles Brian Danielson, and he's over like Rover. Well, I mean... and No, I, that's, I, I know. I know. But that's my point. You built up the EVP so that they can get the next round over, and it never happened. Well, <clears throat> Which is probably part of the reason for the shift, man. Listen, Tony Kong was green. He sees, he's been at it for a little while now. He, he sees some shit. He saw some shit. His eyes are probably open, which, and you're right. They, the damage has been done. There is damage. There is things that they have to adjust and they have to make it make sense. And I see it happening. I tell you all the time, I come on here and I see the way that they're building talent, the way that they're taking time, the, these little miniature side stories, these, these character developments that's happening in front of our eyes. I don't, I'm not going to give him full credit. I don't know if that's all him, uh, but if he's the one making the decisions, then I, he would have to have a lot of the credit, and yeah, it's going to take some time, and we'll we'll see what happens. It's, it's, listen, he got in, he's doing what he always wanted to do. He has an opportunity to be the leader of a business that he he enjoys, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens from that. I think, but I think so far going. so good, man. I, me personally, I think it's it's going pretty well. I think Tony Khan is in a very unique situation. Because he has the money that he has. It's not even about power. The capital, the money that he has, puts him in a comfortable seat. He doesn't need anybody for anything. Right. For not not for nothing. Tony could have done AEW without the Young Bucks and without Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. And I, I think that's are, a I think that's a positive point for No, him but see, people are gonna hear that and they're gonna go, No, because it was their popularity that gave the company a jump start. Bullshit. No bullshit. That's not true. If Tony Khan, I could have made a company and people would have been on it. Like that's how uh, thirsty we were in that yeah, moment. If Tony Khan, right, had started his company on his own, if he would have said to himself, "Okay, I am a huge wrestling fan. I would like to start a wrestling company, and I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to bring in some some people that I know know some re- know how to do wrestling behind the scenes." You know, get a couple of writers from WWE or whatever the case may be. Get the right brain trust around me. And I'm going to start this company from scratch. You don't think that Tony Khan would have at least, because of the popularity alone, offered these guys talent contracts? Of course. And they would have taken it. Did he need them to be EVPs? Did he need them to creatively be involved in the process from the start? No. No. No, but they all started it hand-in-hand, and they all, like... No, it was their... They came up with an idea. They pitched it to Tony. Tony, remember, and I say this to people all the time, especially you young people getting into the business, it's not about who has the most creative mind. It's the one with the biggest bank account. That guy is going to win every time. You can be the greatest pro wrestling mind ever, but if the guy paying the bills wants something a certain way, that's the way that it's going to be. And that's, that's what these guys are finding it, out now. And that's fine. You just got to play the game properly. I don't think staying on Tony Khan's good side based on the way he was moving was something that was difficult to do. You just have to understand what you just said and move accordingly. I don't I don't see a world where if certain decisions were made differently, that their input as EVPs wouldn't still hold as much weight as it once did. I think they all just saw a guy who was green. They could take advantage of him and do storylines the way that they thought in their favor. And things are slowly changing. All assumptions, by the way, because this could all be bullshit. Yeah, it's all assumptions. And we, and we don't know that the reason why it is changing is because Tony is getting hip to the idea. These guys are winging it. I can only go based off of what I heard. And he literally went on an interview pretty much saying, yeah, they're EVP still, but I'm calling the shots. So which means amen. he's leaving them with the responsibility and duties they've always had but he's which making the final which is and they and he's making the final decision. Right. That's it. He's that's all that so. he means. And when you're hearing from the talent he's going to listen to them to a point. Aside from the two aside from the very 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 small minority, you're hearing a lot of people from the locker room pretty much saying like it's it's a great place to to be at the moment. Well, the morale is definitely higher over there than it is at the other company. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that for a second because the morale simply could not be any lower at WWE. The rumor mill again. I, I don't normally dabble in rumor, but I know people are listening to me now and hearing me say it a bunch on this episode because I'm not dealing with rumor in the sense of that it could be true. I'm dealing with it because it's just a fun thought. To be honest yeah. with you to be I actually like because, these topics better than like just going over matches to yeah, be honest with you. Uh, I feel this, like this is a lot more interesting and it's wrestling based. Yeah, so. because it it this is to me it's a fantastic talking point because all evidence leads to sometimes it could be right and then all evidence can lead to sometimes mean that it's it's all bullshit but take it for a grain of salt because morale is an important part of any locker room. And I'm not referring to just wrestling. I mean, sports. I mean, anything in general anything life. Anything in general. Morale I mean, is if you're important working, in life. If you're working in a business office, you know, mm-hmm. morale is important for these people. That's why they do those stupid corporate retreats and blah, 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 blah. Right. It's important to care. It's important to feel comfortable in your work environment. It doesn't really matter where that environment is. Right. And when you have a situation where family, actual family gets involved In your business, or should I say the other way? In this case, it was your business, and then they became family. That's (laughs) where things start to get a little weird. So, we've seen the releases, we've talked about it here on this show. As a matter of fact, happening left and right, man. Last week was the killer because they didn't release just talent, they released, I mean, actual staff, coaching, all kinds of important parts behind the scenes. And someone couldn't help but put it together. This has to be. Someone's pissed at Hunter. Someone somewhere is pissed off at Triple H.
1: Somebody it feels saw something. Awfully
0: specific. Yeah. To him. Uh huh. It's his people. It's his talent. It's his coaches. It's his talent people that they send out for the tryouts. I mean, you can't. If you're a scout for Triple H, you're fucking fired right now. And it's starting to feel a little personal. So I had put it on the rundown sheet because I, I just thought it'd be an interesting talking point that somebody has been pointing out recently that a, as a point of conversation, could Vince and Triple H be having a falling out right now based on everything that has happened in the releases and how everything has gone down. Is it possible that the son in law and the father in law are in are on bad terms right now? Do you think that's possible? I mean, of course it's possible. Over what? What could <clears throat> possibly be beefing over? Oh, dude, everything. Well, he fucking <laughs> drank the last bit of egg dog that's last Thanksgiving, and he's fucking mad. I don't know, he dude. Came like, over to my it, house and sneezed. So yeah, like it, it literally with these guys, it could be it could be anything. <laughs> I don't rule anything out, dude. It could be anywhere from honestly, <clears throat> honestly. I think it. If I were to guess, if I were to take a random guess at what could really be the issue here i would say vince is vince vince is who vince is and he has control and trust issues i think he allowed them to take the reins a little bit and 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 do what they do and and gave them a lot more power and allowed them to make decisions and um I think Vince saw something recently. They talked about a lot about the NXT thing, about him seeing what's going on over there. I I think he saw a lot of things. I I think he had a moment of clarity. This is me just completely guessing. He has a moment of clarity of where he's like, you kind of realize you haven't been paying attention about something for a while, and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of been running itself. And you're just like, Holy shit. So then you step back and look and you're like, what is all of this? Like, I don't remember approving any of this. You know what I mean? And then you're just like, oh, okay, we're we're going to fix this. We got to fix this shit. That's what it feels like. Because honestly, this wasn't an issue until the whole idea of like. So they went to that visit. Mm-hmm. Right. We all of visit that is when this started to come. That was the death of it. When so I swear w, to God, oh he walked God. in and he was like, what is this? Wait, what? Wait, hold on. Wait, what? Yo, hold on. Call Susie, tell her to send me all of the information from this this thing, right? And he gets it, and he's just like, What is this? Like uh, what is all of who are these who people? Are these what people? Do I do? Why am I paying this guy to go to freaking like indie events? What is happening here? And then he just like, all right, fuck this, and then went through all of it, and now they're they're purging of all of the work that he may have put together behind the scenes. Remember, if you if you hire somebody that isn't that important but is doing a job for you, uh, you may not have to run that by Vince. <laughs> you may just be able to fucking hire him, especially if he's allowing you to just kind of take the reins because he's starting to trust you. Or maybe you two are going to be the ones that's going to take the company. And he says, oh, you know, I'm selling soon or we got to whatever the case may be. A lot of this shit started getting nutty once they started to do the whole NXT realization thing. So, I don't know. That's my guess. I don't I don't know what you think about it. I. The only thing that comes to mind is spite. Because there's no way that you spite? can take the template. Yeah, th- there's no way that you can take the template that Triple H had and look at that and not see it as a commodity of some kind. Are you going to make a a boatload of money off of it to the point where it's like on Raw and SmackDown level? Probably not. But you can't tell me that NXT was losing the money. I, I mean, I could, pro- I could probably make an argument that it was losing money based on, based on what the talent. It fucking sucks. I meant before. dude, that building is <laughs> never packed. Dude, I'm not let's, not, about- let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not pretend. They, yeah, it has a cult following, but let's not pretend that that building was ever jam packed. Well, that building was also not very full, and they weren't really selling tickets in the first place. That's why. Exactly. I'm Exactly. That's my point. They could very well be hemorrhaging money. Who knows? Maybe that was one of the well, realizations. Tell you what, if it was We're going over money. finances, like, yo, what is this blip I see? <laughs> like, what is this? All what is the, this hemorrhage of money? All the more reason why this could have been spiked. Because if it was hemorrhaging money, there was still no reason to fire the fucking coaches. Sure, they was. The coaches, they're losing the money, the, the producers, and the coaches are not losing you fucking money. They that from the people from the fucking performance center, which Vince is on record stating that he likes the performance center. So if they're, because I know the performance center is not making any money, fucking money, you've got to be hemorrhaging on that, because the tuition sure. alone can't be can't be funding that fucking place. So if you're down with the PC, yeah, you know me, then fucking with NXT, I don't understand, but I do understand. Since they're going to blow it up, that if you're going to blow it up, this would be the way to fucking do it. Yeah. And do the whole NXT thing, the 2.0 thing, and just be done with it and just, okay, well, this is what we're going to be from now on. Then I, I understand that part. But just to make it personal to Triple H, because Triple H now is saying that he's got the role, he has a role with the with the Next in Line program, the NIL Thing that we went over where athletes get to go from, you know, their training facilities into the WWE and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so he's just going to be some dude now. Like, that's it. That's his role. He created all this. And but there's another thing, I think I said this the last time we talked about it, when we did the football people or whatever, where I said, this is an admittance now from Vince that he's officially severed his connection to the wrestling community. He's done. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm not trying to appease the hardcores anymore. I'm gonna do what I want when I wanna do it. And I'm done feeling some type of way about it. Fuck it. I don't think he ever did. Like, that's the thing. Like I don't I don't I honestly don't think he ever did. I think I just think what he did worked. I think Vince always did what Vince wanted to do. Right. I don't think he sometimes... ever appeased to anybody. So then I why just is think Mickey in the Rumble. I think he just I think it just worked. I don't know not why trying, Mickey's... In- if he's not trying to appease the wrestling community or at least the hardcore... Mickey James is, is not the, the thing that's going to appease the wrestling. Well, I, 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 I beg to differ because I, ever since that no. announcement was made, it's all anyone's talking about now. Yeah, because it's this... It's not Mickey James that they're talking about. It's the impact. It's idea... That another champion from another company is coming in. And she's just a catalyst. She could literally be any other human whose belt that is right. right But like I said before, if if Mickey didn't have the women's championship, if it was still on Deanna Perrazzo, this would still be a big deal. This would be better. (laughs) Because it'd be a new face? Yes, it has nothing to do with Mickey James. She is just a catalyst. But it goes to the point point of he's still trying to, in some ways... It would still be appeasing to the wrestling audience to bring in the Impact Women's Champion. No, Champions I think because it's Mickey James that he's not appeasing to the wrestling audience. Because he went back to old faithful. Because uh, to me, because it's Mickey James, I I don't I don't I, I can't give a counter argument to his why he would do it. So you still have the upper hand in quote unquote this argument. But in my brain and in my gut. It is not to appease you. I don't think Vince ever does anything to appease people. I think that I think that he does value what Triple H has brought to the table. And that is the idea that there is talent outside of the talent that he deems talent. Does that make sense? Totally. So yeah. what he, in a Vince McMahon manner. He's going to go, "Look, I'm going to do this much easier than all that other bullshit you're doing with this all the company thing. Watch this." And then he brings Mickey James in and it does something that makes other talents want to fucking come in. I don't know his thought process. I don't know if that's even close to what the fuck they're thinking or why this could be the reason. All I'm saying is Mickey James being the person that's doing it to me, it just it's just weird, and I don't think Vince ever does anything to appease the fan. I think just a lot of the shit that he does just worked back in the day. That's why he's been criticized so much for, what, a decade? But his choices that he's making between like the starting of the PC era up until now, people hate Vince. Aside from the Attitude Era, people fucking can't stand him. They've been telling him to step down and walk away for, for a decade now. Oh, you just reminded me about something. For those of you who keep telling me, well, they only brought Mickey back for nostalgia for the Rumble. He was there a month ago. And I said, if you wanted to bring back nostalgia, you didn't need Mickey James to do it. There's a million. That's why I didn't think this was a nostalgia thing, because if you're going nostalgia, you don't need the Impact Women's Champion to do it. You didn't need Mickey James for nostalgia. There's a million ways you can do it. And before I can get the words out, actually, not before, because I did say it, but immediately after I said it, what do they do? Guess who's back on SmackDown? Oh, Lita's in the Rumble. She wants Charlotte at WrestleMania. That just happened. That's nasty. So, like I said, didn't need Mickey James for nostalgia. Apparently, they had one sitting already in the wings. Dude, <laughs> I know, I know, I don't get it. Uh, we're we're gonna see it play out, and we'll see what happens. You don't get at the it. End of the day. I I'm just it confused. I can explain it for you. This generation of talent is fucking garbage garbage you think so they don't they cannot the day and, and it's not okay let me rephrase i just called the whole generation garbage yeah, me, yeah that's aggressive because i let think me, they got more talent now than let that. me rephrase there are talent that is really good and i'm talking top to bottom i'm talking from the top roman reigns all the way down to me i guess i don't know whatever the bottom of that totem pole would be there's a lot of talent the problem is, is that this current generation of talent doesn't resonate with the audience the way that previous ones did. The audience does not give a shit as much you know why? about the individual as they I'll used t- to. I'll tell you why. Okay, They're not really allowed to go ham on their social media. <laughs> well, like, I know they all have them, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's at, man. You need a TikTok, dude. You they, need a f- Facebook and all that all stuff. These to these really... people have that shit. Fucking, yeah, especially I mean, I the guess. NXT performers. are all Half of the NXT performers that they have now on that list that we picked up with the football players and the basketball players, <clears throat> half of them were picked because they have such a big social media presence. Those twins have over mil- millions of followers on their shit alone before they even got into the WWE. Right. And that's why I'm thinking this new generation is going to resonate a lot more yeah. with the wrestling fans moving forward because of that. Yeah. A, lot of the, a lot of the wrestlers that are in the game today, the ones who are the most social, the ones who give the most to their audience, the ones who let them in, the ones that basically wipe their asses with any traditional fact about the wrestling business and go <clears> right <throat> to the people themselves, they're the ones who are going to be over. The rest of us dinosaurs who still want to keep it in-house, who want to keep it... Close to the chest, and wants to keep wrestling, looking a certain way, and this is how we should do the business. Is the way it's always been done. We're dead in the water. We're dead in the water because everything, all business, is becoming more and more transparent every day. Taco Bell tweets on a daily basis. Well, you you and bring up a really is. good you bring up a really good point that brings my mind to what you told me to watch. Oh yeah, that that right there. When you said that, it just it it just resonates. With exactly that, right? Like, when I was watching that, I'm like, this is phenomenal wrestling. Like, this Mm -hmm. is wrestling. But then my brain also went to, like, this is Super Mario. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Like, WWE, NXT, that's like Mario Odyssey for the Switch. You know, you got all the bells, the whistles, the hat, the jumps, the triple jumps, the the off the wall bounces, puzzles up until like you gotta hit, you gotta throw the turtle to spin and all that extra shit just to get the star. And or you can go back and get retro where you just go from left to right. And that's it. That's what it felt like. It's still fun. It's still phenomenal. It's still the art of it is beautiful. You know, like the 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 Precision, the movement, the attention to detail, the storytelling, the the increase in aggression that happens throughout the match, the pacing of it, the hype you get once they actually start going hard because of all the buildup, and it's phenomenal. This is wrestling, like this is at its core wrestling. But can I watch three hours of this? Like, this <laughs> yeah. match is great. Yes. But can I watch five more of In a this? row. <laughs> and I don't yeah. think I can. No. and that's I why don't think this, I can. This digital age is going to change wrestling as far as we know it. That's why, you know, I'm getting older. But at the same time, uh, you know, I consider myself a pretty open to technology kind of guy. So when I see these, uh, I posted on Facebook the other day, the people my age still stuck in that mentality, that old-school mentality. Oh, AEW always puts their, some of their shit on YouTube, you know, instead of putting it on their television show. You need to put it on your television show for it to mean something. That's bullshit. That's bullshit, because uh, how many people on a daily basis are dropping their cable altogether? We're, we're leaning into a streaming age. Dude, Everything I only have on cable stream. because it's the better package right now. Yeah. I don't even want... We don't even... I don't even have my cable box plugged in that's what i'm saying and it's not that i don't use the comcast because guess where i'm using it that's right on my smart tv that has a comcast app Mm -hmm. so we use that sometimes and i record wrestling on my computer i use the app on the on the website i literally watch my dvr off the website yeah i tell people all the time youtube is the way that some people are watching dynamite in the first place they're not watching it on tnt no, that's I'm still it, shocked that WWE has a contract. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Do you know how many more that, people would watch Raw and SmackDown if it was not on fucking TV? That's why I was like, why would you give up your network? I it thought, makes no sense to me. I thought I thought when they sold to Peacock, I was like, what was the point? What was the point? Didn't you create this frame to eventually get off and have to not worry about cable networking? Like there must be some be. weird incentive because the fact that they don't keep their Raw's and Even the fact that they're on Peacock right now. The fact that they don't keep their Raw's and SmackDown... Well, thank God d- they don't keep it on Peacock because their system on Peacock is garbage. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is they don't keep their Raw's and SmackDown episodes up to date. You ha- You're always like two weeks behind. Yeah. Why the fuck do they... It always blew my mind that they do that. Even on the network, it's like, sure, it it aired on TV. Now put it on fucking network so that I can watch it at my time. I'm not home on Mondays. Yeah. I can't watch it. So now, and this is what's forced, this is what forces me out of watching wrestling. I want to watch it. You're making me not be able to watch it because now I have to pay for more DVR space or I lose the episode because recording smackdown smackdown Raw, and then two aew uh, episodes yeah. uh, and, and not including anything else that my wife wants to watch i don't have dvr space i gotta get rid of them <laughs> so if i can't watch them then i'm behind so now i'm watching pay-per-views which i can go back and watch that's the only thing i can double back to it's, it's the pay per views. You're making it hard for to consume something. Yeah, the pay per views for some reason are instant replays. Like as soon as they're done, you can go back. And you run. can, yes, yeah, instantly. Yeah, that's like the one thing. That not only can you instantly do it, but there are times where you hit me and you're like, "Yo, are you watching?" It's like, dude, I can't. I'm not home yet. So then I get home. Guess what? Start from the beginning. I just fucking start it. And yeah, you're in front of me, so you, I try to tell you what I am, so you don't give me like a crazy pop, and I can watch it. But I can get home and just double it back and watch it. Why can't I do the same thing with Raw? I have no idea. It's so it just doesn't make sense. So yeah, don't let's not kill Tony Khan about putting his shit on YouTube. He you needs to I mean? be on YouTube. It should That's be not a even show. a fucking question. Fuck YouTube. Put it, make a network and put it on there. Like you don't need YouTube. No, but sir. sure. He could, no, but see that's the thing. That's the beauty of YouTube. You'd actually be saving yourself money. Yeah, on, on YouTube. Yeah, for him to create yeah. an entire infrastructure when one already exists, and yeah, they'll take their cut. But people make money monetizing home videos. You think all you gotta can't do is make money on that? Get an editor, you just literally build a small team specific to YouTube. Literally, YouTubers do this, it's called an editor. So for him, he can literally put together a small team that works with the YouTube content specifically and it can and put it on fucking youtube and that shit will build its own revenue on its own oh let's see Here you go and i'm sure tony khan's all over that goodness i'm see? sure he is i don't understand it of course he's only why does he keep putting because everyone's on fucking youtube bro there is more people watching youtube right now than watching cable tv that's a fact by a large amount. I would assume that that's going that's, to that automatically. As soon factor. as we're done here, I'm going to go take a shit and I'm watch YouTube. I'm on YouTube right now. <laughs> In the background, I'm not watching it, but I have it loaded from when I was Guess watching Guess what? I was able I to watch that fucking trailer while we were talking about yes, it on fucking YouTube. On YouTube. He didn't have the TV on and waiting for it to scroll on its own. Like This is like the people who used to make mixtapes by recording off of the radio. We're past these things. Yeah. We are past these things. Come on, folks. Well, if they want me to know the information, they should put it on their TV network and not their YouTube channel. You should. How are you not watching YouTube? What are you, five? Grow up. You know what I do now? And I know everyone else does. I know you do it. I I just put my laptop next to my TV and plug the HDMI cord in. And I literally have a wireless keyboard and mouse that I sit on my couch and I put stuff on YouTube. That's it. On my TV. That is it. I have posted stuff on YouTube taking a shit. There's a million ways that you can live the YouTube life. Anybody that's complaining about the fact that AEW puts YouTube content up that doesn't make it to the television isn't the audience they're looking for. Trust me. It's not. If you're that set in your ways and you're that age where you don't have YouTube as a huge part of your viewing procedures, then you're not who they're looking for. So it doesn't really matter. We got here. This, 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 this. Okay, we got one more topic, but you know what? I want to save this because I want to do more research on this. I brought it up as a starting point, but we'll start with this next week. Yeah, we'll I, do that. Because I we'll wanted do to do some more research on this because I found out this happened like two weeks ago—not two weeks, two months ago. So yeah, there's more. Been, they've been at it for a while. They've been at it for a while, so I want to get some more facts and stuff to go along with this. So we'll bring this. Yeah, up there was up. a little thing there in the and the beginning you put it in. I feel like that was opportunity. It was like a little sauce. But then the other one, it was like, yeah, this is, this is what I remember. Like, this thing okay. is what I remember. But not the beginning part. Like, bro, all right. Talk Whatever. about the video or the, or the article? The video about the people, like, losing their job. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wanted to clarify that before I put that out there. Right. So I wanted to do more research on that. Plus, I think there might be an update coming up soon. So I don't want to give the whole story. I don't want to give a story and then I don't want to have the whole thing. So right. we'll do that next week. So uh, next week is, let me pull this up real quick, is the 23rd. So we'll be doing an interesting uh, episode with that one. But then you and I have discussed it. We have finalized that not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the day of the Royal Rumble, which it pisses me off that the Royal Rumble's on a Saturday. It annoys me to no fucking end. But it is on Saturday. So we've decided since uh, the Royal Rumble's moved up a little bit, we're going to also move down a little bit. We're going to be doing our roundtable live, but we're going to be doing it before the actual Rumble. So on the day of the Rumble, you'll get a chance to hear us talk about the Royal Rumble. Maybe that'll get you more excited for it. I've heard people say that. They listen to our show. They get more hype for the show than when than before they heard us, so that's good. We're going to give you guys an opportunity to listen to us. We're going to be on at 3 three p.m. Saturday, January 29th, our annual Royal Rumble Roundtable. We're going to have some new guests with us. Should be fun. Well, hopefully they'll give back to me to confirm on the time. They were good with the date, but we're gonna make sure they're good with the time. If that ends up being good, we're gonna be doing ourselves a nice little treat, cause it'll be a uh, it'll be our first crossover episode that's live. Ooh. It's going to, we're gonna be joining two new two podcast hosts from uh, another wrestling podcast that I much enjoy their material on their Instagram, and I've reached out to them, and they're interested in doing something. So uh, we will see how that works out with the time, but we should have some new voices, some new opinions, and I the last time we did a Royal Rumble roundtable, we did a tournament for uh, what was it? Best Royal Rumble matches, just the matches. I think you were the host of that, if you recall. Mm-hmm. We did Royal Rumble matches, so I wanted to do another one. Obviously, not with with Royal Rumble matches. But I haven't quite uh, nailed that down as to the specifics of that. So we're going to do something very similar to that. Nice little interactive game for everyone to be a part of. So it's going to be a good time on January 29th. But we'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully you guys will catch up. We got a streak going here, buddy. We got a streak. We're making it happen. Got to keep it going. Feels good. Keep the momentum going. Let's keep the wheels greased. I got to go to a fucking child's birthday party. So I will talk to you guys later. Uh, thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, all the other stuff you do. I forgot the tagline because I'm doing three things at once. But I definitely want to thank you guys for enjoying. So we will see you guys next week as we get ever so closer to the Royal Rumble. I can't wait. This is my Daddy's 200th episode. If you look to show boys, moves, T-shirts, mugs. Top's beats, towels, phone cases. Go to dot Cool. This is my dad's 200 episode. This song keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually playing with me, so I won't fight.